It all started with a dream. This is so stupid! <laughs> In my whole life, <laughs> I got some things to say. I'm still slowly dying, but uh. hey, we all are. Good morning, Back Row Radio. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And you're streaming the Morning Side Hug. Completely loving, socially awkward, and decidedly Christian. We are a Back Row Morning Show exclusively on BackRowRadio.com. On today's show, Taking the Lord's name in vain, not us, but other people. <laughs> Plus, the latest news, right of facts, and more. But first, it is July 20th, and we've got a holiday to celebrate. We do. It is National Lollipop Day. Without a doubt, National Lollipop Day on July 20th is a day that children of all ages can celebrate. We're looking at you, grandparents. Relive some childhood <laughs> memories. People in the Midwest call lollipops suckers, but they go by other names as well, lolly or sticky pop. They come in many different flavors, but mostly fruit flavors for licking or biting. <laughs> lollipops are made of flavored sucrose, water, and corn syrup that are hardened on a stick. What are your favorite lollipops or suckers? We call them suckers. What do you call? A lollipop. You call them lollipops? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, when Mila was little, mm-hmm. she one of my favorite things to remember of when she was teeny tiny and just learning how to talk, she called Cannon Nanan. And she called lollipops Lily Pops. <laughs> and so Cannon had a lollipop and she comes walking in the room with her sassy little not even two year old self and says, Nanan had a lily pop. <laughs> and it's still the cutest thing ever. I can still see her little bouncy blonde curls walking through the house. Nana, Nana, Lily Pop. <laughs> anyway, um, I think have so the caramel apple. Oh my gosh! Yes, mm-hmm. the ones that's the green apple flavor yes. with the actual caramel on the yes. outside. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are hands down my favorite. Yeah, I'm gonna take that too. Yeah, because I remember that from high school. Uh huh. They had them in a. They had like those weird. I don't know if they because you you didn't go to high school here. You mm-hmm. moved here, right? Yeah. So, high school here, what we had like little stations set up, all throughout the school, of little snack stations. Okay. That were run by the the staff, and they would just stand there, and they'd have a whole bunch of different things you could buy in between periods yeah and they would always have like a stash of those things and that's usually what i would go for yeah that and a uh smuckers pb and j sandwich yeah when I was little. <laughs> yep. those are go-tos i can't I do that like, anymore it's not healthy yeah it's not healthy jeez matt <laughs> i also like dum-dums because i'm really not that big of a lollipop person yeah and so a dum-dum is just dum-dum's a classic it's like the perfect size of a lollipop when chris and i become grandparents mm-hmm I want to be Lolly and him to be Pop. <laughs> Lolly and Pop. Uh, it, it's strange that there's such a big connection to this holiday. For you. <laughs> <laughs> got a story. I've got a name. A dream. You know. Um, <laughs> National Lollipop Day. But you know what I one kind of lollipop that I was turned on to was from uh, our friend Carla. Mm-hmm. She's a uh, friend church member photographer in oh, town yes. mm-hmm. but she she buys 
I believe they're called safety pops. Yes. They're the ones that have like the little loop, the loop. instead of the stick. Yep. But they're dang good. They are so good. I used to get them, like the first time I ever saw them was at the doctor's office when I was a kid. Yeah. Like that, those were the kinds of suckers he would always give out. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, these must be special suckers that only doctors get because I never see these anywhere else. Yeah. And she said, oh, yeah, you can find them. They're usually on the bottom row of the candy aisle at the store in just one little spot. And sure enough. Yeah. Dang, they are so good. She used to keep them in her purse. Oh yeah, and she so she has she keeps bags of them at the time yeah. when she can. Yeah, well, she would just hand them out to the kids at church. I yeah. remember on Sunday mornings <laughs> after church, after it was all said and done, mm-hmm. and the, it got to the point where the boys were like, they knew. I'm going to Miss Carla, and I'm saying good morning, because if I go say good morning to Miss Carla, I'm getting a lollipop. Yeah, it's like those ones are the perfect replication of the flavors they're trying to be. Yeah. And they're just the basic fruit flavors, the normal, you know, five fruits that you mm-hmm. find in any typical thing, but they're like the spot-on flavor. Mm-hmm. There's no weird variations. Yeah. And they're big. They're they're big. They're they're a, they're an all afternoon thing. Which is why I prefer a dum-dum. <laughs> right. Dum-dums are small. <laughs> <clears throat> I cannot convince my youngest kid to not bite through the dum-dum. I'm like, you know you'll enjoy this for like 30 minutes if you just slow down. Like, no. Puts it in there and just immediately chomps down on it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that was a fun 30 seconds. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, all right, what's your what's your favorite between uh, Tootsie Pop or Blow Pop? Blow Pop. Really? Hands down. Oh, I'm surprised. Oh, I'm not That's a fan. That's a rarity. I'm not a fan of a Tootsie you Pop. You don't like the Tootsie Pop? Mm-mm. I really don't. There's just some things that you don't mix chocolate with. And to me, a lollipop is something that you don't mix chocolate with. It doesn't, with bubble gum, it doesn't matter what flavor the Blow Pop is. They, they blend well. It does. Yeah, they you're right about well. that. With the Tootsie Pop, if you get the chocolate in with the lollipop, there's a 50-50 chance that it's not going to be a good flavor combination. Yeah, honestly, I only like two flavors of the Tootsie Pops, and that's yeah. the orange and the cherry. I like those. I think they work well with the chocolate. Yeah. Uh, you know, orange and chocolate, that's been a yeah popular combination in the, uh, the last several years. But the, the grape one, or they have like a blue raspberry mm-hmm. one, I'm like, oh, ugh. No. That's no, the thing. You. That's why I don't <laughs> I just can't do it. So yeah, I think overall blow pop has to win just when it comes to like you said, no matter what variety you get, it's yeah. going to taste like it's supposed to taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I got you. And the gum lasts longer. Yeah. It just makes, yeah, it the, makes the whole the treat experience more enjoyable. Exactly. <laughs> it's also huge though. Those things are gigantic. Yeah. Even bigger than the Tootsie it's Pops. It's been so long since I've had a blow pop. <laughs> So, uh, gosh, I think I was probably in middle school the last time I had a blow pop. Yeah, that sounds about right for me, too. Definitely in school, maybe yeah. high school, but yeah. yeah, not since then. But I've had Tootsie Pops since then, so maybe I do prefer Tootsie Pops. I don't know. Or maybe I just have access to Tootsie Pops I think more that's often. the thing. I think... <laughs> They're like the throwaway garbage sucker. <laughs> well, and it's always in the Halloween bags the halloween candy Mm, baskets you know and so our kids are always getting them at halloween and it's the one candy that my kids typically don't eat from their halloween really bag so you know chris is the parent that's like i don't care if they like this candy or they hate it i'm taxing them they have to learn about taxes (laughs) at some point so i'm gonna take what i want whereas i'm the parent that's like 
I'll take what they don't like. <laughs> we had to taxi them around. <laughs> exactly. Buy their costume. That's how us. Chris felt. He's, you know, <laughs> got to learn about taxes sometime. Did <sighs> I ever tell you? We're going way off topic now, but now you brought up Halloween. I would tell you about the time that I went trick-or-treating as an eighth grader with uh, Bubba and my friend Corey. We went trick-or-treating. We get dressed up. We did the whole thing, but we were just goofing around and wanted mm-hmm. free candy. And uh, But we participated, you know? Yeah. Nobody yelled at us for being too old to trick-or-treat or anything like that. It was a fun night. Came home, had a nice big old uh, newspaper bag full of candy. The newspaper same, bag? Yeah, those little baggies that you put the oh, news, the, Corey okay. was in. Remember the story about... <laughs> Peeing in those bags. Yes. Yeah, yeah, those bags. So those are the bags we had access to. So I had a big old newspaper bag, Sunday, Sunday size newspaper bag full of candy. Okay. And while I was asleep that night, my mom threw it away <gasps> because she did not think that I should have gone trick-or-treating. <laughs> I was livid. Jeez, Judy, that's not cool. <laughs> I was livid. Man. <laughs> like, I put in the effort. I got my own costume made. That I was, didn't have you following me around, and you throw away my candy. That was even before. <laughs> what's his name? What What's the, the the late night show guy that does it? Like he gets. Oh yeah, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. That yeah. was even before his show. So <laughs> show like we ate your she candy. originated it. <laughs> I mean, that should make you feel good now, but yeah. I don't know. But I've always wondered: Did she eat it? Did she hide it away to eat it when I wasn't Maybe. there? Or did she really just throw it in the garbage? I think I think you need to <laughs> do a heart check and maybe attend Celebrate Recovery for <laughs> the pain that is associated with your mom taking your Halloween candy. It was a lot. A lot of pain. <laughs> she robbed you of your last year. <laughs> Uh, so you saw Hamilton this week, right? I did. Little, little birdie told me that she saw Hamilton. A little birdie called Facebook? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we have something very specific about that that we'll talk about later in the show. But overall, how did you enjoy the show? Uh, I Overall, I loved it. Yeah. Overall, I thought it was great. What was your favorite song? Oh, the the sisters song. The first, like the, the very, very first, when they're introduced, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. a fun one. I like that one a lot. But uh, I really, I really, really, really liked. I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's definitely one of the the standout ones. The rewind, the rewind song, where uh, I don't remember the first, the main girl's name. Not Angelica. Angelica, that's what okay. I'm talking about. When Angelica uh, introduced Eliza. And they got married, but then it rewinds after she's yes. given the toast and tells yes. the whole story from her perspective. Mm-hmm. Beautiful storytelling, but even cooler with the choreography. Yeah, it was good. And, yeah, I like, really like that one. I also like Dear Theodosia. Oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, but. Leslie Odom Jr., that's the guy's name. Yeah, yeah. that was. Okay, so forever, our friend Rafer, he was on a yeah, few yeah. weeks ago. He. He has two children, and his daughter is just six months old. He talked about her when he was on. But her name is Brooklyn. And for forever, he, like, hashtags pictures with her as Theodosia. And so mm. I was like, what on earth? This is it. Like, it's not her middle name. <laughs> it's not her first name. It has no affiliation. It took – I had no idea 
where the reference was or what it was about. <laughs> and so finally, after I had posted that I had just watched Hamilton, he commented, he's a huge Hamilton fan, huge Hamilton yeah, fan. Yeah, giant. Um, and so he commented and asked how I how I liked it, what I thought of it. And I was like, well, the best part to me was realizing where the Theodosia reference comes from. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. but, uh, and then I was highly impressed with the guy that plays uh, Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson. Yes. And it super, super impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, very fast rapping. I think with a French accent. Thomas Jefferson was my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, out of the good. whole the whole thing. Very comic relief, uh, that character, yeah. and uh, played well in yeah. that second act. Very much enjoyed it. So yeah. if you're if you're lame enough that you still haven't seen it out there, go watch it. Even if you don't think you like musicals, go watch it. Yeah. I saw a YouTube video of a guy who was like a self-prescribed uh, metalhead or whatever on there. He's all, it's a metalhead reacts to Hamilton. He's all, my buddy invited me to go see this in New York a few years ago, and I'm like, heck no, that's that's not my uh, not my jam. And uh, But I've been challenged by you guys to watch this thing, so whatever. And he's just into that first song. He goes, are all musicals like this? <laughs> Why haven't I gone and seen this? <laughs> yeah. It was so good. So my family, I forced them to watch it with me. Yeah. I was the only one not on my phone during the entire thing. But, and so as I'm watching it, I'm ticked off because I keep looking at my, <laughs> like everybody's on their phone. Chris and the boys are having like whisper side conversations. And I'm like, seriously, I watch garbage all the time for you guys. And I just ask for you to watch Hamilton with me. That's it. That's all. That's all I want. Um, <laughs> but at the very end, all three of them, Chris and both the boys were like, you know, I actually learned something. This, I'm, I'm impressed. I actually learned something through this musical. And I was like, really? That's weird, because I didn't even think that you were watching it. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> but they did. They sat there and talked with me about it at the end. And That's cool. It's fairly historically accurate. I've watched a few yeah. videos uh, talking about, like, some that were actual interviews with uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda mm-hmm. about the things he had to change to kind of make the story better. Yeah. You know, there's some license that he had to take. Uh, and then, for instance, they even reference it in the song with Eliza, where she's burning his letters. Mm-hmm. They reference it. One of the lyrics was, "Let future historians wonder how I reacted," uh, because nobody knows how she reacted. Uh. It's not recorded in any form anywhere. No one's found any letters of any kind that shows, you know, her reaction to that uh, pamphlet that he put out. Yeah. And so, you know, he had to take some liberties, but that gave him freedom to, you know, tell a story there—an yeah. interesting, compelling story. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did have to, they put in Aaron Burr's character in a lot more places than he really was yeah. in Alexander's life just to play off that dichotomy between them the entire show. Mm-hmm. But still a really cool story. Yeah. Uh, I was amazed at how long he's been actually working on that. Really? Like even long before it came out, I think it was 20, 2016, 2015, somewhere around there when it first launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had. Um, guest starred in house like i want to say like eight years earlier really and he was talking about the king george song with um hugh laurie about how he's trying to come up with like a breakup letter type song and hugh laurie gave him the idea of like ah yes you'll be back 
Interesting. <laughs> it's wow. really cool. So, I mean, he, this has been like his, his adult life's work. That's pretty, I mean. <laughs> and so for it to have taken off so much and to be so dang popular. Yeah. I mean, it's also kind of sucks to peak when you're late 30s, early 40s. <laughs> and then, well, what do I do with the rest of my life now? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's where we are right now. Like We peaked. <laughs> We've peaked. So King George was probably my least favorite, but it's because <laughs> I could not stand the spitting the whole so time. So I was looking, I was looking that up. I'm like, was this like a character right. choice? Right. I or wanted whatever? to know the same thing. And he he responded. He said, "Nope, I'm just a very spitty person. I, I produce a lot of saliva, and I can't be sitting there wiping my mouth off on stage while I'm trying to sing the song." So yuck. <laughs> I was hoping that it was like kind of historically accurate to King George. Right. Like people Did he drool who, a lot yeah, when he talks? People who knew him, that was like something that they said. Man, he was a great guy, but he spit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially that first song when he breaks into that, don't change the subject oh thing. Oh my gosh. It starts flying off of his mouth. I In that very first song, I like... I went from being like excited and invested and loving this, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Ugh, what is happening right now?" <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was good. But it was so good. dang good. Uh huh. It really was. Uh, um. So last night we had a major storm in the mm-hmm. middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Did y'all lose power or anything? No, but I thought that we were going to, and I was freaking out because my phone was like at 2%. I needed to charge it, <laughs> and I was afraid that I, it was going to die. I was going to lose power, and I wasn't going to have my alarm to wake up to this morning. That, that is a character flaw of yours. <laughs> Your you know, phone should never get anywhere near single digits. I I can admit that. I I let my phone die, and then I put it on the charger. <laughs> I can admit that. Bad habit. Um, Maybe that's what I should go to celebrate recovery <laughs> for. <laughs> so uh, we learned something about our, our home setup because of the storm last night. So we have we have uh, you know echoes, uh-huh. Amazon echoes. Uh, I don't want to say the word, the wake word, to infuriate any of our listeners that have one. But we have those throughout the house, and we've tied in our a lot of our lights to that, like our mm-hmm. bedroom light and our living room lights, front hallway lights. All those are tied on. Uh, and so when we say uh, the, wake the word. phrase, the phrase uh, lights out at the end of the night, it turns everything or it dims everything in the living room or it dims the front hall. Sorry. Turns off the living room, turns off our bedroom light, turns on some light music for us to go to sleep to and all that. Really nice. That is nice. Well, we found out when the power gets cut off, even just for a few seconds. When and everything turns back on, all the lights come back on at full brightness. Oh no! Because they're still plugged in and yeah. they're technically on, but but they haven't been. You know the the dimming uh, action has been removed because of the power outage, and so Deidre Deidre like got woken up for it, but she thought it was lightning, and her eyes are still closed and she's still bright. She goes, "This is a lot of lightning." She opened her eyes. <laughs> she's half asleep. Yeah. She opens her eyes. Go. Why is her light on? She like wakes me up kind of scared. Our lights are on. I'm like, well, that's weird. I go out into the living room and all of our lights are at full brightness. I check the locks and all the doors. Everything's closed. And she's like following behind me all scared. (laughs) I'm like, all of our lights are on. Every single light is back on. And she looks at me and goes, I am freaking out, Matthew. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I lost it laughing so hard. Because <laughs> then I had the idea, hey, I wonder if our power went out. Yeah. And so I checked like our microwave and yeah. had, yep, the clock's off. I bet that's what happened. <laughs> but yeah, I am it was, freaking out, I Matthew. Will, I will remember that that face and that that phrase for a long time. <laughs> that's the best. But yeah, so that's gonna be fun. Whenever we have power outages, we'll just, yeah. at least we'll know it happened. Yeah, right? <laughs> sure. You won't need your alarm clock. Yeah. At least just wake up at one a.m. Yeah. Our, so we had some really loud thunder cracks and everything. Mm-hmm. Our kids sleep right through them. Yeah. They are dead as doornails when they go actually go to sleep. Well, so it started at like 1030. Mm-hmm. That's when it kicked up really strong and heavy. And I, we had a youth event last night. And so, you know, we got home right at 10. And so I walk in the door and I'm telling the kids as the lightning's starting, you know, we're getting home. And so I walk in the door and I'm like, okay. Brush your teeth, wash your faces, get a snack. It's time to go to bed. I want to be asleep. I want for this storm to put me to sleep. And they just kind of look at me and I'm like, you don't understand. I don't know how long this storm is going to last. I don't know how long we're going to have good thunder and lightning. And that's the best way to fall asleep. So get your stuff together so I can go to bed. (laughs) Still, 1030 rolls around and I'm looking at my watch like, come on, let's go. (laughs) I want to go to sleep. Yeah, you do sleep pretty well. Mm -hmm. Until you get those giant thunder cracks that scare you awake, which we did have. Really? Yeah. Oh, we didn't. I mean, we probably did, but it did not wake me up. Like, it's one of those similar to fireworks where you feel it in your chest. Yeah. Like, it's that big of a rumble. We've never had fireworks like that until this year. For real? Everyone was buying M80s. Yeah. It was buy one, get 5,672 for free. That's what it was. Uh, All right. Well, coming up later in the show, what is school going to look like in the fall? We'll be back with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. You're listening to the Morning Side Hug. We hope you're enjoying our mix of music this morning on Back Row Radio. We'll be talking about school, school sports, and etc. in the era of COVID-19. But first, here's Hector Mira. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Critical Hit. I'm Hector Mirai with Faith and Fandom, and I just wanted to share a quick thought with you. So something I'm not a huge fan of is games being console exclusives. I don't necessarily mind it, but what I hate is when a game is a console exclusive and I'm not aware. With Ghost of Tsushima coming out this past week, I really wanted to play it. I love me some Samurais. And I roll into my local GameStop and find out it's a PlayStation exclusive and I don't have access. Pretty sad. I remember back in like 2005 when Resident Evil 4 came out and it was a GameCube exclusive. I thought it was such a huge deal that Nintendo had exclusive rights to a Resident Evil game. And not only that, it turned out to be one of the best Resident Evil games or best survival horror games of all time. It was exclusive to Nintendo and I was pretty proud of that fact. I still have the original two disc set. But then what happened was... It stopped being exclusive. It became so popular and it became so beloved that it became wide open. 
that people that didn't previously have access to it then had access to it. I'm talking like every system, every console, I've got it on the Wii, I've got it on the Xbox, I've got it on the Switch. It just spread out. The barriers were taken down so that everyone could enjoy what Resident Evil 4 had to offer. And you know what, y'all, that's legit how it was with Salvation. Because for the longest time, Salvation was just for the Jew. That it was God's chosen nation of Israel. And if you weren't Israel, you just kind of felt like you are out in the cold. But then through Christ and the Holy Spirit and what is offered for us, it became something free for everyone and not a console exclusive, so to say. In Romans 9, 25 and 26, it says, As he says in Hosea, I will call them my people who are not my people. I will call her my loved one who is not my loved one. And in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there they will be called children of the living God. You need to hear this. It doesn't matter where you've come from, what your background or what you've experienced. God says that his love for you is not exclusive to anyone else, that it's available to you open and freely. Faith and Fandom is a ministry of outreach and encouragement to geek culture. You can connect with us at Faith and Fandom, Finding God in Geek Culture on Facebook. We have several books of geeky Bible studies and devotionals. Book 7 just dropped and is the perfect place for you to start in the series. A metric ton of memes and have multiple podcasts, including Love Thy Nerds Pull This Podcast, which I co-host. I'm Hector Mirai. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug, a Back Row Morning Show here on BackRowRadio.com. I'm Matt. And I'm Mo. And we're going to kick off this portion of our show with five random facts about lollipops. George Smith, a Connecticut sweets maker, put a caramel and chocolate confection on a stick and an idea came to him. He began to manufacture a hard candy version and named it the lollipop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cotton candy is the most common flavor for lollipops. Ew. Yeah, that surprised me as well. Ew. That is one of the worst flavors. I agree. <laughs> Man, that's like, there's so many other flavors that you could actually enjoy. <laughs> Y'all are missing out. Dum Dum's mystery flavor is a pretty simple recipe. They created a one- they're created as one flavor batch huh keep keep reading it (laughs) they're created as one flavor batch is running out and the next one is beginning whatever those two may be seriously so the mystery flavor is never the same i thought you were going to tell us what the mystery was (laughs) it could be a mixture of of uh butterscotch and pineapple it could be a mixture of blue raspberry and cherry you know it could be anything it's just whatever they put in the hopper next that tiny little bit at the end and tiny little bit at the beginning of each flavor so they don't have different hoppers for every flavor is basically what they're saying well that ruins it for me i feel like (laughs) well no because it's still a mystery you never know what combination of two flavors you're gonna get and the fun is in trying to distinguish, is this blue raspberry cherry? Is this butterscotch pineapple? <laughs> I feel like that would be the worst combination. Butterscotch pineapple <laughs> sounds absolutely disgusting. I have to tell you, my moisturizer is getting into my eye. <laughs> Can you not read? It's hurting really bad. Do you need to stop? No, I'm, g- I'm good. I'm just going to read with one eye. <laughs> 
Dum Dums were originated by Akron Candy Company in Bellevue, Ohio in 1924. I.C. Barr, the early sales manager of the company, named the ball-shaped candy on a stick and figured Dum Dums was a word any child could say. That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the world's largest lollipop was made in 2012. The confectioner behind the job was C's Candy of California, and their creation weighed over 7,000 pounds. It was chocolate flavored. Right. Why would they pick chocolate flavor? <laughs> I know. I'm not. So have you ever had C's Candy? Yes. So Chris's family is from Northern California. His mm. grandmother lived there for, for forever. Um but she would always send C's candy. She would send the box of the, uh, what is that called? Like the assorted chocolates. Mm. She would send a box of the chocolates and then a box of the lollipops mm, every okay. year for Christmas. That was always everybody's Christmas gift. Don't they also make like the ribbon candy and like the old lady candy? Uh, maybe. I've never Pretty seen sure it, they but do. maybe. I know that they sell C's in a lot of airports. Yeah. I've seen that too. Yeah. Um, but the chocolate is always amazing. But then the lollipops, because they are this big rectangular hunk of chocolate on a oh, stick. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, they're not my favorite. <laughs> the lollipops are not that good. But the candy's amazing. Yeah. There mm-hmm. is some weird, like, regional things. And I feel like that's got to be a regional thing. To have chocolate the lollipops? Chocolate square lollipops. Yeah. All right, you Californians. I know Idaho has a regional delicacy treat as well called the Idaho Spud. It is a like chocolate-covered marshmallow potato with coconut on the outside. It's really good. Chocolate marshmallow mm-hmm. potato, potato with like coke. Oh, okay. Shaped like a potato. Well, I was figuring like a... <laughs> A potato chip with a layer of marshmallow, a layer of chocolate, and then coconut on top. I'm all for that, too. <laughs> I'm down. I mean, it doesn't sound bad, but I was just like, man, that's a whole lot of, that's a whole lot of in one thing. <laughs> all right, for real, do you need to pause and fix your eye? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm all right. <laughs> well, our discussion this, uh, this, this, this portion of our show is... Talking about schools, yeah, we're we're coming. Oh God, we're coming on it so quickly. I don't even want to. I think our that, school starts. Our our school starts in less than a month. Yeah. And so Eli is getting ready to go into first grade, mm-hmm. and uh, our our school system is doing the kind of hybrid return. Yep. Which is going to be strange. And we'll talk about like the different versions of people returning here in a minute, but. Uh, we did get a, a lecture from our, our governor last week. When are we not getting a lecture from our governor? <laughs> About how if we don't do better with not getting infected with this impossible to see disease, we're not going to have any fall sports at all. Which, that's, I, that I think might be the most damaging. Maybe not for the earlier years, like middle school or whatever, but. There are a lot of high school students who are counting on scholarships mm-hmm. and, and things, and they need to be playing that sport yeah. in order to be seen. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how we get around that. Well, and at the same time, it's also a mental health issue at this point. Oh, sure. You having, know, having a 
a hobby or something to devote yourself to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. After going from March to August and being, you know, their their daily life, their I don't know. Frozen being, out of fun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, no fun. Yep, exactly. At this point, I think the biggest side effects that we're going to see, and this has nothing to do with the topic, but I think the biggest side effects that we're going to see is just a generation of really depressed, mm-hmm. anxious teenagers. Yeah. Um, I mean, this really is... Like, we're all feeling this, like, on a national, or not national, but world, like, tragedy level kind of thing. But for those who are, like, less than 20 years old who, you know, weren't or didn't really experience, like, 9-11 or any of the other, like, big worldwide tragedy things that have happened uh, in our lifetime, this is their 9-11. I mean, this is their their big moment that they're going to remember the rest of their lives. Yeah. Uh, where they were, what happened, mm-hmm. all the impact that it had on them as a person. And <clears throat> the fear with this is that it could, well, I mean, I guess the fear with any of these is that they could happen again at any point. Yeah. But this one has lasted so long and yeah. impacted so much of our, our lives. Like 9-11, of course, was a horrific tragedy, but that just spurred us to get on living as Americans and living our lives, mm-hmm. you know, directly after. Yeah. And this is a tragedy that has forced us all essentially underground mm-hmm. for months now. Yeah. And yeah, the fear of that, I, I could absolutely see that having like this, this dark cloud in the back of a lot of kids' mm-hmm. minds growing up of this could happen at any point. Yeah. And yeah, I've like I've never been afraid of any big virus, any flu, any bird flu, whatever that's been going through. Mm-hmm. I've never been like, yeah, I'm probably going to get that. Yeah. But this is a oh gosh. Yeah. You know. And even though the idea is if I get it, I'm probably going to be fine, the fact that there are people that do get it that just curl up and die yeah. really quickly. Mhm. That's always going to nag at you too. Yeah. Um so, yeah, with, with this, with the no school sports, with the no school extracurricular activities really at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were, they were talking. They, I got the letter, and I'm sure you've gotten it too for your school. But, mm-hmm. you know, we got the letter talking about how school is going to look like for elementary school. Um, and, you know, we were told everything's going to be done in that classroom. So they're not going to go to... Like, they usually end the day by going to a special, mm-hmm. like going to a library or gym or something right. like that. Now, those teachers are going to come into the classroom, and they'll do stuff in there with them, but they'll all stay in there. It didn't mention if they were going to go out and play in recess, but I don't know if they can. Yeah. If they would. Yeah. I don't Because I don't think they'll be, like, sanitizing those things in between the classes, mm-hmm. if they even could, if that even be effective. <clears throat> um I don't know if they're going to go to the lunchroom or if they're going to have all their lunches brought to them in that classroom, but that's going to isolate them even more because one of the big deals about school, even in elementary where most of the time is spent in one classroom, Mm -hmm. is that you do get out and you go, you pass people in the hall, you see different teachers, go to different rooms, you experience different things in different ways, Mm -hmm. and you come to count on the way things are in those specific areas. Yeah. They're going to feel cooped up, mm-hmm. especially if there's no recess, mm-hmm. especially if there's no recess at that age Yeah, for eight hours. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I know. Wearing masks the whole time. Wearing masks. <laughs> <sighs> I'm feeling pretty confident with my kid wearing masks. 
Yeah. Uh, since we, 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 we got some really nice looking masks. If you follow us on uh, Facebook or, Inst- or uh, Instagram or Twitter, any of those things, you've probably seen us post a couple pictures of some masks that we got. Uh, I got a couple for my kid of that same style, both yeah. kids actually, and they both came to church this past Sunday for the first time since this whole thing, and they wore those masks the entire time, didn't complain, didn't try taking them off, were very, very good, even the little one. Awesome. I was very surprised. Yeah. And so I'm feeling a little bit more comf- uh, confident with him, uh, yeah. with Eli. He really likes it. He really loves the masks that I got him, so I think he can do it, yeah. but it's going to be rough on those teachers too. It is. It keeping is. Keeping those on there. I am a big fan of putting plexiglass on the table in between the students. and That seems easy. Yeah. That seems like an easy enough, you know, it might, might be a bit of a hassle making sure they're ha- they you probably have to clean them every single day. Yeah. And uh, finding them would probably be difficult right away. Yeah. But it seems like an easy answer. I feel like it could be done... I don't know. It could be done pretty quick, pretty efficiently, and it yeah, I mean, takes away from the need to they, wear a mask all day long. Yeah, they got the plexiglass up at every cashier, exactly, the, at, at every Grocery supermarket store. in America, yeah. really quick. Yeah. So I feel like we could do that for schools too. Yeah. <laughs> and just being able to communicate and see your friend. Yes, there's plexiglass in between you, but it just. I don't know. It'll kind of feel like a prison visit, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> They'll still get to, I don't know. It won't feel like you're in a gas chamber or something. Right? Just afraid of breathing air. Yeah. <sighs> so there are four possible scenarios for returning to school. And I've seen in different areas uh, across the country committing to one or some of these. So the first one is brick-to-click learning. And so the gist of this is that the school district will begin the academic year with traditional in-person classes, but will have planned and prepared uh, for an outbreak that causes a school community to transition swiftly to distance learning. Mm-hmm. So it's basically going in with full hopes that we can just return normally to school, but ready to go at a moment's notice if things change and switch back to home. Which for our district... I feel like we did that this yeah. this past this, year. This, this past year went really smooth. Yeah. Because we, we I, uh, you know, I poo-pooed the idea of having a, a Mac, or what is it, a Chromebook assigned to every student. Yeah. Like, uh, that's supposed to follow them throughout their entire school journey. Mm-hmm. Like, I poo-pooed that idea. I'm like, that's not going to work. But this rolled around, and they just like, hey, come get your Chromebook. You're going to work from home. Yep. We were going to set up Wi-Fi stations. They even, initially they set up Wi-Fi stations at every school so you can come park and sit mm-hmm. there. But then they went as far as like parking school buses all around town and mm-hmm. all the neighborhoods with free Wi-Fi yep. being broadcast from them. Brilliant. I know. We did a really fantastic job, I think, yeah. in this town. Uh, but not all towns are going to be that quick. And right. I, don't think not all, I don't think all of them could. Bigger cities might have a lot harder time yeah. doing that. Um, like even imagining like New York where there's so many like apartment complexes. Imagine all those kids trying to get onto one, one Wi-Fi yeah. down on the street. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's going to be difficult for yeah. sure. But in bigger cities like that, there's also a lot more free Wi-Fi hubs. You know, cafes yeah, and yeah. restaurants and things like that. You can easily hop on to one of Somewhere, theirs. Yeah. Yeah. 
should be easy enough, but not everybody. But uh, I feel like we did cover, uh, I think I saw a report that it was like 80-something percent mm-hmm. of students were covered with, with uh, Wi-Fi access yeah. uh, this time around, which is a high number. Yeah. Given the, like immediate problem that arose mm-hmm. so i think this is a smart and honestly I, I i wish that this was the plan that we were going with yeah uh just go in you know there have been no deaths of children due to covid19 here yeah there also haven't been any in like california that's one of the worst states yeah you know, there haven't really been many at all across the nation but we're just afraid of it mm-hmm. it's the boogeyman <laughs> but uh yeah i do like this uh, i do like this mode but the second one would be click to brick learning which is the school district will continue online learning in the fall monitoring the pub, uh, public health benchmarks with the plan to return to brick and mortar classrooms as soon as they're able yeah so it's like the reverse continue doing what we're doing now but get the building ready get the classrooms ready get everything ready to go mm-hmm. just in case the moment they drop that flag and say, we're ready for schools again. We'll yeah. be ready to go, uh, which is also smart. But what we're doing is this third one, which is the blended learning. Mm-hmm. And that is the school district will offer a hybrid learning environment in which both face-to-face instruction and online instruction uh, are provided in a consistent, easy-to-follow schedule throughout the year. So is it the same with uh, your kids, the older kids? Like, yes. are they doing... Like a two days on, three mm-hmm. days off situation? Yep. The only thing I'm not 100% <clears throat> sure of how it's going to work is our pre-K in the district. And that kind of stinks because, you know, I'm okay. Oh, that's not, that's not the same? We don't know yet. Oh, we haven't okay. heard official news as to what our pre-K classrooms are going to look like. Okay. So my position is up in the air. Like oh. my schedule is up in the air. But my kids have a pretty good idea of what their schedule is going to look like. So. Okay. Are you going to be a actual instructor? I'm an EA, an educational assistant. Okay. So. So what would you do if it was all like online? So the way that like elementary EAs worked this past year is they logged on to the Zoom meetings along with the teachers and just oh, okay. like the the teachers, you know, they help with certain assignments they would read certain books okay because see our, our classroom for for eli had an ea but we never saw her oh no online oh. uh after that so i wasn't sure if that was even a position at that point okay and That's she cool. may that may have been a personal choice of hers she may have just been might like, have been or you know it, they might have reserved her for maybe uh like one-on-one help learning yeah. for, for those that are behind or whatever. Yeah. Eli was lucky enough to quickly pick up everything, so yeah. it wasn't that difficult for him. But I know that there were a lot of kids that had a really rough time not having an actual instructor yeah. at any given point. Um, okay, okay. So we were given the option. We had to take a survey. We were given the option of picking either one of three options. We could pick, just do it all at home yeah. if we wanted. Uh, but then we had the you can go Monday and Tuesday and then do Wednesday through Friday online mm-hmm. or you could do Monday through Wednesday online and go to school Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. That way nobody's there on Wednesday and so they can do a deep clean Wednesday, deep clean over the weekend, um, which I think is a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so we picked, you know, we chose one of them. Uh, we chose, you know, Monday, Tuesday. We mm-hmm. don't know if that's what he'll actually get, but that's what we chose. Well, you actually have to go and fill out an application now. Your survey didn't mean anything. Your survey was just to get a feel for what people would like. 
Uh huh. And now they're sending out applications where you'll you'll actually. When is that happening? In the next couple of weeks. Oh, okay, so it hasn't happened already. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what we'll be hoping for then. Um, but I think it's good. At least they'll be able to interact with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the, I think that's the biggest thing that Eli misses is his friends. Yeah. He is so, uh, you know, outgoing with other kids and, you know, Johnny, his little brother is great, but he's also very frustrated with Johnny whenever he doesn't understand the games that he wants to play right. and all this. And, you know, having all those friends, um, his age was fantastic for him. Mm-hmm. And you could really, I could really see like a personality shift in him. After all that stopped. Right. Because he just had so much he wanted to do and interact and he couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, big bummer. Yeah. And again, one of those things, like you were talking about, a mental health issue. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he'd do much better. <laughs> um, and then, of course, the fourth option is all online learning and just we're not going to do anything. We're just going to go out this whole year online. Which there are some places just committing to that already. Yeah. Like, we're not going to go back to school next year. Which, I want to say, yeah, that's a, that's a long time. Yeah. But then I'm thinking about how, well, we started with this with the 15 days to sow the spread. And I thought, surely by June, surely by summer, this is going to abate and we're not going to be worrying about it much. And here we are. Yep. Most of the way through July and everything's locking down again. I know. It's it's depressing to talk about. I don't know why we keep bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> so Who with writes the, this stuff? I don't know. <clears throat> with the hybrid learning, with what our, our district is doing, I think it's brilliant. I love the idea. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, that they're going to be able to just kind of get the best of both worlds, if you will. You know, still do some online learning. Because let's, I mean, to be fair... Online college is a much bigger thing now than what it ever was before. And True. It's just a good way. And it's only going to get bigger right. at this point. Yeah. Right. It's just a good way to kind of prepare them and get them in that in that understanding and that feel of what an online classroom looks like. If, you know, by chance they do end up taking online courses for college, which I think so many of the upcoming generation is going to do. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be this weird dynamic. Like for me, going to online classes was absolutely awful. I had to be in a classroom in order to learn, in order mm. to focus, in order to get it. You know, I just, I failed miserably at my on- online classes in comparison to on-campus classes. So I think that's just a good way to kind of set them up for their future. But at the same time, still having that normalcy of going to school and seeing their friends and being in a classroom. And yes, it's going to be different. It's not going to look the same. But we have to be able to have children who can be adaptable. Yeah. You know, can go through change, can have things happen in their lives that are outside of the box without it completely destroying them. You know, and I think this is just a good way for us as parents to remind them that situations are going to occur all the time that are going to throw a wrench into things that we're so used to. And we've just got to be able to to change and fluctuate and adapt and grow. And it's going to make us better people because of it. The only issue that I see with it, and I would hate to be the person that has to logistically figure all this out, but there are so many families where both parents are working 
yeah. throughout the day. And they have elementary age children. And so now you're forcing elementary age children to stay at home three days out of the week, you know, whereas so many of those families count on mm-hmm. their kids being safe, being in school for eight hours while the, both parents are at work. Um, so for me, you know, doing those surveys that you were talking about earlier, that's what I said on every single one of them. I need to make sure, I need to ensure that my high school student is on the same schedule, whatever that schedule looks like, as my elementary school student so that someone is at home with her. She's not at home by herself, but someone of age and responsibility is at home with her while both Chris and I are at work. Yeah. You know? And so just thinking about that district-wide, about all the families and, and logistically how that's going to work, I do not want to be the, the person that has to figure all that out. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a nightmare for a lot of families and a lot of districts yeah. uh, trying to work around that. I, know, I don't know if it's in our area. I know there are some areas that are instituting like a, like a daycare kind of program mm-hmm. through the school system yeah. for the parents with, with younger kids mm-hmm. that need to go somewhere on those days that they're right. supposed to be home. But even that can't be a permanent solution. Right. It can't be a solution for everybody either because you're going to open up more schools just to be daycares. Yeah. I mean, and that's going to throw a wrench into the cleaning process as mm-hmm. well, especially on Wednesdays. What do you do on Wednesdays when yeah. nobody's supposed to be there? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, definitely not perfect. Deidre and I are fortunate with our job set up in that I can be home during yeah. the day most days of the week. Uh, and... It won't be a problem, but yeah, it's it's not ideal anywhere. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we do. I don't know what we do about it. Yeah, I don't know either. I know I've spoken with a few people at different churches around around the area around here, and it's really forced a lot of churches to consider doing like a daycare throughout but, yeah. the day. But you that know? comes with so many of its own risks. It does. Yeah. It comes with, you know, a lot more responsibility, a lot more risk. But at the same time, when you consider what it could do, sure. not only for the community and for the kids, but it would then also offer some job opportunities for, yeah. you know, some people. I, I don't know. I think that it, if financially it's feasible you know, and if they're willing to take the risk and the responsibility of making sure things are clean, making sure things are sanitized and staying up to code. And, you know, you yeah. can't just go into it like, yeah, we're having a daycare. Come <laughs> hang out. Um, you know, there's so much more to it. There was so much more to it before all this. And now there's going to be tens of thousands more to it. Right. You know, but if you're able and and that's a risk and a responsibility you're willing to take, I think it's something to explore. Definitely something to look into because it's needed. Yeah, it's an industry that's now going to, I mean, I don't know. Does this last for more than this year? You know, we're at the, I'm at the point now where I just don't know if this will ever end. Uh, That's kind of how I feel. (laughs) And I think we talked about it. We talked about it a little bit last week, you know, but I got really frustrated when you hear something <laughs> over and over and over and over and over again and the more that you hear it you're like this doesn't make sense stop saying it people saying I'm ready for 2020 to be over can it right. just be 2021 already <laughs> and I was finally my friend said it and I was like why do you think 2021 is going to be the end like <laughs> January 1st 2021 coronavirus done no like <laughs> I guaranteed it's going to go into next year in some form or fashion 
you know, and I think for years to come, we're going to see people who are wearing masks. Mm-hmm. We're going to see people who are taking extra precautions. And this, this is who we are now. Yeah. This is what we do. I mean, <laughs> I can look back over my life and pinpoint certain years and things that happened that caused me to become the person that I am. And 2020 is just going to be one of those years. <laughs> you know, this is going to be part of Topher's testimony when he's an adult. <laughs> I survived the pandemic of 2020. Right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't take it. I know. But I'm. it's just one of those things that, like, okay. We can either roll over and be like, I'm done, just take me now, or we can stand up and say, okay, let's face this head on. This is the new normal. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I will. I do want to commend uh, our area because we were talking about masks and everything, and and um, a lot of our area doesn't want to wear masks. Yeah. There's a lot of people here that don't want to wear them. Yeah. But I have noticed most people are. Yeah. Even if they don't want to, they yeah. are. They're getting on board. Even if their mask says, our governor's an idiot. <laughs> right. like I saw a guy at Walmart that the other our day. Our governor's an idiot? I our haven't seen that one. Our governor's an idiot. I've seen, I've seen uh, this mask is as useless as our governor yeah. on one of them before. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're still wearing it, which yeah. is good. Exactly. Which is good. Yep. I mean, uh, I think there there is some science coming in now showing that masks do help. They're not the cure. We shouldn't we shouldn't be treating them like this is going to cure the pandemic. Right. But they do help. Yeah. They do help at least slow the infection rate in the area, which I guess is our goal now. Yeah. Um, still noticing death rates aren't really going up. A couple areas are going up a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. Definitely not on the same track as the infections, which is good. Yeah. Most places, death rates still going down, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. New Mexico is still in an area about the same rate as we were like in early april our rate is about to skyrocket though you think so of death rate well whether it's death rate or just infection rate i don't know but that's because we're now considered an open state our governor is allowing people from out of state to be seen in hospitals here oh well they have to that's a that's a law like if there are hospital beds available in our state when arizona is full they legally have to allow seriously those people in. Yeah, so it's not even like her thing. Hmm. Like she had, to, she has to do it. But I do believe she's using that to inflate the number of oh, New 100%. Mexicans that are hospitalized. But what really stinks <laughs> is that they're tested in their state. Yeah, and then they're tested in our. And state. then they're tested in our state, and so yeah, they're it's doubling up on numbers, and it's just yeah. It's and just, every and every test counts as a person, and yeah. most people are tested twice. Mm-hmm. So if they are confirmed and then confirmed again, both of those numbers get put into the pile. Yeah. And then there are some people that go get tested nearly every day. There is someone who works right, uh, someone in our town who works right next to one of the testing centers. He owns a small business. He goes in every single morning to get tested just to make sure that he's consistently getting a report back that he is healthy so he can continue running his store. And so, I mean, that's, I don't know if, you know, if he does get it since he's going every single day and you don't really get the results back for a few days Mm -hmm. has at least three or four tests that are going to come back positive. That's just him. Can you imagine getting tested, getting that nose swab (laughs) into your brain every morning? (laughs) No. He's no. going to have calluses all throughout. I was his, about to say, there's got to be like 
some sort of scar tissue that he's built up already. Man. Yeah. yeah. Gonna be weird. <laughs> well, <sighs> I'm just thankful that they there is a plan. I'm thankful that there is a plan that we've our school district has determined. This is what we're doing. This is what it's gonna look like. Yeah. And we're running with it. That was when we were planning for vacation Bible school at the beginning of all this. It was a whole. We have four ways that we could go about vacation Bible school and we're just going to have to wait and see what happens and which, and I, I am, I do not thrive in that kind of situation. My brain goes in a million different places. Well, if we do it this way, then this has to be done and this has to be, but if we do it, and so I finally ended up telling my children's director, we need to pick what we're going to do and just go with it so that I can start planning and preparing. That's true. Yeah. And that's, I feel like that's what a lot of this stuff has been, especially with the schools. And I'm glad that our school's finally gotten, like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And they've been in that place for the last month or so. Mm-hmm. Like, we have, we've decided this is happening well in advance of school starting, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. And it's very possible that a month passes and everything has died down across the country and people would feel safe with them opening up every single day. But yeah. the fact that we've made a choice and we're sticking to it right now. Mm-hmm. Gives us at least that peace of mind. Absolutely. We don't have that anxiety in the back of our heads of what are we doing? What are we yeah. doing? What are we doing? Do I even need to buy school supplies? Are they even going to be in school? I, what are we <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've thought every time I've walked into Walmart and they've got the big school supply <laughs> section right there in the entrance. I'm like, do I even need to be, need to buy these? I don't think I do. <laughs> Paper's free when it's on the computer. Right. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but if we are feeling that kind of anxious and, you know, those... Mm-hmm. I don't know how to plan. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to. It, and we as adults are able to verbalize that and pinpoint it and say, this is how I'm feeling. And this is why I'm feeling this way. Yeah. Imagine what our kids are going through, yeah. you know. And so I'm so thankful, so thankful that our district has come to a decision midsummer, if mm-hmm. you will. And so now we have the rest of summer to prepare our kids and say, this is kind of what it's going to look like. This is what you can expect. Don't know which one of your friends will be in your classroom, but you'll at least get to see some of them throughout the week, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is what it's going to be like. So this is life. This is who we are now. Yeah. This is what we do. Well, uh, we were, (laughs) we were going to talk about something else in the next segment, but we are uh, nearly out of time. Oh, well. <laughs> we, we talked a really long time about this. Sorry. Seems like we had a lot to say. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> we didn't even really cover sports. We only covered the schools. There wasn't much to talk about with sports other than, I guess they're not happening, and that stinks. <laughs> right? I mean, well, what do we do? We got a – Topher's on the cross-country team, and so yeah. we got a proposed schedule from the state of New Mexico. I guess they could still do that, right, because it's not – Close contact. Right. With, tra- with but track running. Even or with um, uh, contact sports, they're proposing to have fall sports, but it's going to be a much shorter season. So from like October to December, as opposed to August to December for football. It's just going to be a couple months, very few games, very few meets for the cross country team. Hmm. But there's going to still be something there. Assuming we can. Keep our governor from shutting everything down. <laughs> Assuming. That's why okay, I well, said the good. proposed. Yeah, that's a little that's a little better than yeah. having some. Yeah. What's the benefit of having some and not all, though? Is it just like 
less time to get possibly expose someone. I mean, I guess that would be the only benefit is your exposure. If you cut down half of the games or half of the practices, whatever, then your exposure is cut down by half. But what I think is insane is they have to wear masks. I was just about to ask that question. I I want for everyone who is gung-ho about wearing a mask, which... I'm all about it sure. when standing in close proximity to somebody and you don't know, especially in a large group. But when you are running yeah. outside, please, if you think that this is a good idea, please go do it. I walked at a brisk pace with a mask on the other day. And sure, I'm overweight, but <laughs> I was having a really strugglesome time yeah. breathing. Yeah. And Topher runs three miles every day. Yeah. In cross country, yeah. and he's yeah. gonna I have mean, to I mean, I could deal with mine yeah. running though. Three miles? Yeah, nope. I don't think Mm-mm. so. Yeah, not gonna yeah. happen. That's that's a difficult situation. But yeah. that makes no sense having to do it running. I I you're agree. Not, you're not next to some. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be next to somebody anyway. Y'all can all spread out. Mm-hmm. You can you can start the the run thing where every thirty seconds you let a kid out. Mm-hmm. You know, you could yep. you could work around that. Yeah. With not having people in close proximity. Oh. Yeah. So it's going it to be hurts. different, but hey. Hurts to think about. At the end of all this, we're all <laughs> going to be able to say, we did it. <laughs> but again, that's assuming there is an end. <laughs> there will be an end, even if Jesus comes back and that's our Lord, end. <laughs> please. We're ready. <laughs> if we have to live like this the rest of our lives, we're ready. Let's just, let's crank that apocalypse into high gear. Here we go. Let's just let's start knocking them out. He's not on our time frame anyway, so, you know. (laughs) I don't care if it's post-trib, pre-trib, if we got to live through all the plagues and whatnot, that's fine. Let's just knock them all out here in 2020, get it all done. Go home. Go home. I was going to say, this is the plague. It is what. (laughs) Let's call it a day. Let's call it an existence and go home. Yeah. (laughs) And done. End scene. All right, well, coming up next, we share something that we love. We'll be back with more of the Morning Side Hug right here on Back Row Radio. Welcome back to the Morning Side Hug. As our show is coming to a close for today, um, we did, we told you at the very beginning of the show that today we're going to be talking about uh, taking the Lord's name in vain, and uh, we're not because our our. Other segment went really, really long. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be pushing that off to a future show. Uh, So apologize for the the half-hearted mislead there. But uh, (laughs) we will be back to that. But uh, we're going to be closing out our show for today. But first. I want to share with you something that I love. (laughs) So we've talked about this before, but it's never been something that either one of us have shared that we love. Okay. The Outshine Fruit Popsicles. Oh, gosh, yes. My goodness, that's I so know, good. I know. So I bought a box last week, trying to watch my calorie intake, what I'm, what I'm eating, but mm-hmm. still wanting to enjoy summer and the summer treats. And, and they're that, not bad, yeah, oh calorie-wise. No, they're like 80. So I got the really thin ones, just the thin fruit. Yeah. Because you can get the big ones, you can get the yogurt ones that are all outshine. Right. Brand. But I got just the little thin stick flavored ones. Um, and so they're like Which is 80, typical popsicle size. Yeah. Yeah. They're like 80 calories a popsicle. But we were talking um, in the, the first hour of or the first portion of the show about 
Dum Dums? Was it Dum Dums that? Blow Pops. Blow Pops that nail the flavors. Oh, no, the safety pops were the, the ones that nail the flavors. The safety pops that nail the flavors. Yeah. That's how I feel about Outshine. Well, of course, because they are the flavors. Well, <laughs> it's like the legitimate fruits. But still, like, boxes can say... Yeah, with real, you know, natural flavors yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and you kind of... It's always lackluster. It's always like, eh, okay, yeah, it kind of tastes like great, but it's not 100%. Mm-hmm. No, these Outshine popsicles, OMG. Those lime ones... I'd die for them. See, so, so I good. got the box that has orange, grape, and cherry. And I am not a grape fan, typically. Yeah. But the Outshine Grape Popsicles, I sat, we were watching uh, Gilmore Girls before getting ready to go to bed a couple nights ago. And I sat in our bed eating this grape popsicle. And with every lick, I'm like, this is so good. And Chris is like, seriously? a grape popsicle and you're freaking out i'm like you don't understand <laughs> grape is not my jam but this is amazing <laughs> so they have a i didn't i've never seen the they have an orange grape and cherry one uh-huh. like the classic popsicle the classic box popsicle, flavors yes wow mm-hmm. okay yep yeah i'm not a big fan of uh, the grapes either but i've been having a lot of popsicle or italian ice type things because there's a lot of sugar or low sugar ones no uh, no sugar added ones Mm -hmm. that are for sale at albertson's here and so i've got the classic like popsicle brand yeah grape uh, orange and cherry that are low sugar and i actually really like the grapes like i never get grape anywhere else but since i bought them yeah you know for this purpose i'm "I'm gonna make myself eat them but they're enjoyable yeah uh but there's also uh like this Italian ice, Luigi's Italian ice or something. Oh, the Italian there's ice. There's a lemon one and a cherry one mm-hmm. that are low, uh, no sugar added. You wouldn't be able to tell, and they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I know there's a low, uh, no sugar added outshine, but I think it has raspberry as one of the flavors. Yeah. I'm not. You're not, not a raspberry I fan? I hate raspberry. Oh, I love raspberry. Fresh or fake all of it. I hate it. I love raspberry. And Outshine. The only real problem I have with Outshine is they do the same stupid thing that ice cream does. Their strawberry one has strawberries in oh, it. Oh, yeah. Why? Can't I just have the flavor? Yeah. Why does every strawberry thing have to have chunks of strawberry in it? I yeah. don't get it. Because they typically think... rule? I mean, it's starting to believe that the strawberry producers of America have some sort of contract they've signed with they everything. That you have to put the real strawberries in. They may. It's a conspiracy. I'm sorry, <laughs> I cut you off. What were you going to say? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't... Whatever. Oh, I think that we are the minority, whereas the majority of people prefer to, to have yeah, that. I guess it has to be that way. I just... either, either that or producers <laughs> think that that's how it is. You know, manufacturers mm-hmm. think that that's... Well, look at all these things that have strawberries in them. People must like it. Let's put strawberries in our thing. Yeah, and no one has ever <laughs> spoke up against it. Well, we are speaking up against it now. Let's start a... We got nothing but time. Let's start exactly. a, a, a protest against... Protest against... Real I'll strawberry get, chunks in frozen I'll treats. Get the, I'll get the Facebook group started. You get the GoFundMe. Sounds like a go plan. <laughs> Remove the strawberries. Yep. But for real, <laughs> outshine popsicles. Go, they go are, get them. Oh, gosh, yeah. You've They're probably amazing. seen them in your store uh, in the green boxes. Uh-huh. Try them, please. If they you are, have not tried them, you... They are a step above any popsicle yeah, you've ever had. You will not regret it. It's like the frozen treat for adults. And my mm-hmm. kids know these are moms. We won't touch them. Mm-hmm. You dang skimpy, you won't touch them. Skippy. Skippy. <laughs> Not skimpy. I said skippy. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. 
<laughs> that was a fantastic segment last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was. All right. Listen, habits are hard to break, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Close out the show, Matt. Is that Let's what go. it means? Let's out the show of the Bible verse to today. First Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Thank you for joining us. There's a back row morning show every weekday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Mo and I bring you the morning side hug most of the week, and Bubba and Anna bring you church nerds every Friday. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio, and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to backrowbaptist.com. If you miss a morning show, you can subscribe to the podcast version of the morning side hug on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most podcast apps, and catch up on our new Monday through Wednesday shows. The podcast of our Throwback Thursday episodes are reserved for our Patreon donors, as well as other bonus content and incentives if you listen to back row radio and want to support the work we do please consider partnering with us by going to backrowradio.com slash partner any size donation will get you our private podcast feed that is it for the show we'll be back tomorrow we hope you will too once again i'm matt and i'm mo oh and we got a sign off here that's specific to the topic that we didn't talk about so <laughs> just remember that jesus loves you and if you see us around we love a side hug bye <laughs>